Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Hey, everybody, it's Kim Shivler. Welcome to episode 230 of the WP Tonic Podcast. Today, my co-host, Jonathan Denwood, and I are going to be interviewing Justin Ferriman of LearnDash. Those of you who've heard me speak about building online courses know that LearnDash is one of the plugins I teach and talk about. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you so much for having me here. So, we know that you have LearnDash. I'd like to get a little bit of the background of you know, what made you want to create a learning management system for WordPress? What was your background in e-learning or, or any type of learning that got you interested in this? Yeah, sure. Prior to LearnDash, I was doing e-learning consulting, setting up learning management systems and programs at Fortune 500 companies. And a lot of that required travel. So I was in hotels four or five days a week. And that was kind of the that was where the spark began. I was tired of traveling. I was tired of being, um, you know, away from home. And so uh, I was actually on a project and we were talking about learning management systems and open source and vendors, et cetera. And I, when open source came up, I immediately thought WordPress, which was always a hobby. And I went to the plugin repo. There was nothing there. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, it's really, you know, that'd be really something if, if WordPress could be used in this capacity. So I started a blog and started blogging about the concept in March 2012 and uh, also just about e-learning and online learning and, and instructional design. So, uh, And then you know, after some market research and talking with my wife, we decided that there was enough interest there for us to take a chance in building something out. And so we, we had that done and then we launched in January 2013. And about four months after that, I left my consulting career to do it full time. Wow, that's a great quick turnaround for that. A lot of people, yeah. it takes a lot longer to actually be able to transition. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, so I would say, because I've worked with, I think all of them out there, of what is now quite a few learning management systems, sure. I would say that LearnDash is probably the most feature-rich and advanced. Uh, for example, if you you know, want to in, integrate with some of the reporting that universities require and all. So far, you're the only one I've found that does that. When you planned it, what were your requirements? What was critical to you and why? Uh, it's funny because in the very beginning, you're right, there was, there was no WordPress LMS. I, that term didn't really even exist. And I viewed, I guess, what our potential competition would be as the traditional learning management systems, the, the clunky uh, off-the-shelf items that had everything under the sun built in. And WordPress not only looks better, but it was just easier to extend. So when we were building out the first uh, feature set, it was kind of in the mind of how are we going to compete with these um, enterprise solutions to some degree. And so that, you know, to a degree that has shifted and we've pivoted away from that as our sole um, purpose, but we do get a lot of converts from these big platforms because, you know, we've always had that in mind and uh, our feature sets and the, our direction of development incorporates that. Excellent. So um, I know I've sent you some ideas of questions I had, but I also, this is going to take me down another road. So, so we just tend to have a conversation here. It's not specifically going by a list. Yeah. 
Would you say then that at this point, WordPress learning management can compete with those, uh, those systems? And are there areas maybe where you would still need to go with those systems? If so, what would those areas be? Good question. Um, I would say yes for small to medium business, for sure. Sometimes larger companies, but like a big conglomerate like 3M would, I don't think uh, WordPress is mature enough yet or the learning management systems are mature enough yet with all the different roles and, um, you know, the things that they're managing across, you know, this global scale. Uh, I think, you know, we see at universities departments leverage WordPress and LearnDash or, uh, you know, Infusionsoft is, is a popular uh, company and a private organization. They use it for employee onboarding and new customer training. And so I think we're seeing it in that context first where like the, the training that needs to be done in it at these larger companies is very narrow in scope and not incorporating all kinds of different training across a wide spectrum of employee roles or disciplines. Uh, so new employee onboarding, for example, the training is pretty consistent and standard for that. Um, customer training or vendor training, things, things of that nature, because it's going to give, you know, WordPress itself is going to give a lot of flexibility on how that's delivered. And you don't need all the extra functionality that comes with these uh, huge off the shelf platforms, um, which is cumbersome. And they come with a really big price tag uh, to boot. So uh, I think that's where we're, we're seeing a lot of traction, at least on our end, uh, within the, um, I guess, the corporate sector. Excellent. Well, one of the, you mentioned uh, extensions. One of the reasons you are so feature rich is you have so many add-ons available to LearnDash. And some of them are free and some of them are premium. Mm -hmm. How many are there? That's a great question. <laughs> Not sure. Uh, yeah, we have, I, you know, I want to say we have like 33 listed on the extensions or add-ons page. And then there's another add-on on there called Community um, and that was kind of out of necessity. We were getting a lot of developers saying, hey, we created this. Hey, we created this, which was great. Um, but it got to the point where it's sometimes a little overwhelming because you, uh, you can't do these marketing pushes and all this stuff for everybody. And um, so we've had to pivot a little bit on that end, but we still list them there. And, and some are free and some are paid. Um, the ones that we list out on the site, we on the add-ons page directly, we've either created ourselves whenever it's an integration with like another platform, we just make it free. So you can connect uh, learn dash with, with these other applications and, uh, or we've commissioned it. So we've, we've gone to people and say, Hey, you should create this or, or please create this uh, add on because we just were at capacity and we couldn't. And, and in that case, then yes, we'll put it on there. So um, yeah, that's, it's, it's evolved over time. In the beginning um, it was all we had to do in house. Now uh, we're fortunate enough that the reach of learn dash is at a point where people are creating add ons and useful functionality. And then we can just let people know about it. What does it take to support that? Um, one of the reasons I, I had wanted to talk to you uh, we've talked to a lot of people who do LMSs, but, you know, I've seen yours is so extensive and you've got all these third-party people and I'm thinking that's got to be a support uh, nightmare. Yeah, it's challenging. And I think that's indicative of WordPress in general, not so much us, but we definitely live that. Um, when it's an add-on that we've created an integration, usually it's pretty singular in focus, like connecting to Stripe or connecting to PayPal or whatever. And so obviously we support that. In the case of a third-party add-on, we can answer questions to a degree, but support really, um, that's not our place. So 
we have things uh, and we have mechanisms in place right now. If somebody were to submit a ticket and say, okay, this is about this particular add-on before they can even submit the form, there would just be a note saying, hey, support for this is provided by this firm. Here's a direct link to submit a ticket with them. I understand that that can be frustrating for people that have a bunch of third-party plugins. But as I said, that's not unique to LearnDash. That's across really any uh, plugin. You know, WooCommerce, if you're using a third-party plugin, you might have to go to another vendor for, for support. So, um, yeah, I mean, it can be the pain threshold for some people may be low just because they have one add-on that's a third party. And, but if you have a lot, then you're kind of having multiple touch points. But we like to think of ourselves as kind of that home base and we'll try our best to help describe the functionality and features. But if it gets really in depth, then, you know, our expertise isn't going to be in that add-on. Mm-hmm. Well, what about to the people say I'm a third party shop and I want to develop for LearnDash? Do you have any type of best practices or a support path to support me, uh, paid or not, you know, that type of thing, so that I'm working this the best way to make it success for both of us? Yeah, in the event that a firm or a developer is really um, invested into creating an add-on, we do have a development Slack channel that we would invite them to and that gives them access to our developers. And, and so if they have questions about hooks or filters or things to tap into or the best way to do something, then we can answer those questions directly. Uh, to be honest, that, that does happen, but not as much as you think. A lot of times people just create it and we get notified after the fact. <laughs> so that's, um, that's great, but it's also challenging too because they're like, hey, we've created this great thing. Go tell all your users. It's like, well, you know, it's not always the case where that's going to apply to everybody. So um, we try our best to at least give some visibility in those cases. But um, yeah, like, like I said, we have development ch- uh, Slack channel. So if anybody is watching and is interested in, creating an add-on or they are creating an add-on and just want to be able to tap us on the shoulder, then that would be one avenue to do so. Nice. And then do you, because of that, because sometimes people do, they just build it and tell you about it. Do you have a vetting process before you would actually put it on your site as something that integrates? Yes. Um, So anything that's on the main page, the main add-ons page, we've Mm -hmm. Like I said, we've commissioned it, which means that we've told people to create it and we've tested it thoroughly and helped them with QA, et cetera. Uh, Anything that somebody just creates, um, we'll put it on the community page, but it's just kind of like, hey guys, this is out there. So it does, it's not something that we've extensively tested. Yeah, we'll install it and just check it out and help give a little feedback now and again. But it's, um, you know, that's where it's going to live. And it's more of, uh, you know, we're making, letting people know that it exists. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was thinking that could, that could end up being a nightmare in itself. Yeah. yeah you know, who's done that? Um, I feel fairly well within recent years is Pippin from easy digital downloads. He has uh, a ton of add-ons created by other developers and he got to a tipping point where it was just too hard to support everything. And, you know, we've looked at that a little bit for inspiration and, and put our own twist on how we do it. But uh, if you go to easy digital downloads or affiliate WP, um, I think he's got like a, an add-ons page and he's got his own and then he's just got like third-party uh, add-ons and that's where you can go to, to just look at all the add-ons that other people have created. Excellent. And he does everything pretty well. Yeah. I would say he's a good person to model yourself after. Um, so I found one company. This one really interested me. Now I'm, I'm seeing them develop for other people now too, but the first I found for you and that was the uh, social learner that they've done both 
an extension to integrate with BuddyPress and then a whole theme just integrating Learn-Buddy-Press and all of that. Yeah, yeah. How, how did that come about? That's a big one. Honestly, all the credit to, is, goes to them. Um, the guys there just reached out and said, hey, we, we created this theme or we created this in this add-on to connect uh, BuddyPress to LearnDash. So it, it was actually the beginning of a great relationship because now we, we do work closely with those guys. When we do major updates, we always notify them well in advance because they have such a uh, following and user base. That theme is probably the most popular theme to use with LearnDash for many reasons. And uh, they've done an incredible job with making it possible for people to create a very active, vibrant learning community uh, within that theme, connecting some of WordPress's most popular uh, features and, and plugins. So uh, yeah, we, like I said, they all credit to them. We, you know, I never reached out to them beforehand. They just kind of came to us after the fact, um, like I mentioned before, and uh, it's really something special what they created. In fact, that theme is what Infusionsoft, the company uses, uh, along with LearnDash and, and some other plugins. And there's a, a spattering of other uh, very popular programs that are using it. Excellent. I, I looked at it. I have not tested it yet, but it's actually on my list to purchase and test because it just, it, it looks so well done and so professional. It and is. Yeah. It, there's a learning curve, you know, honestly, it's, it's so well done and it's professional, but it does need um, ample testing and uh, the configuration will take, uh, you know, take a little bit of time. And that's to be expected with something that robust. Um, you're, you're kind of building your own LMS and picking and choosing the functionality you want. So uh, as long as you go in with that expectation, I think uh, you're, you'll be satisfied. And well, then along those lines, what do you think the balance of that complexity is for this speci their specific theme and plugin versus just that BuddyPress is its own monster? <laughs> yeah, there's a big learning curve with BuddyPress for <laughs> sure. Um, I think that's, uh, I think that's, you kind of hit the nail on the head. There's just, you have LearnDash, you have to come up to speed with that. You have BuddyPress, you got to do that. If you're going to use WooCommerce, then you got to know what you're doing there. And then you have the theme and so the settings of the theme, et cetera. So it is getting all the moving parts talking, um, but really like you have to do it once and then you're done and, and then everything will chug along. Excellent. Yeah, I like, I, there are times I love BuddyPress, but you know, I always let my students know that is not a beginner topic. You, you want to get a little more under your belt before you try yeah. doing that level of platform. And it's definitely not one that's probably going to work well on a $3.95 a month host. Yeah, yeah you're right? spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, folks, we are going to go for our quick mid break. We'll be back in just a minute. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast welcome back we have been talking with justin ferriman about learning management systems but more specifically about what it takes to have a very robust plugin his is learn dash and then that also 
has a lot of extensions, both from his own development team and third-party developers, including uh, we've just covered one, that uh, Social Learner, which is a theme and an extension that goes into the plugin. So we've got a lot going on in today's, uh, in today's session. So Justin, one of the concerns developers sometimes have uh, when they're using add-ons and extensions, et cetera, is the, impl uh, the implication of upgrades and updates. Mm -hmm. How have you managed, uh, other than like you mentioned with Social Learner, you really keep those guys in the yeah. curve because BuddyPress and all also, but how do you manage that with your other third parties uh, ahead of time to make sure it mm -hmm. all works? Yeah, well, that's a great question. We try to do it. It's not just social learner guys that we do that with. There's a there's a handful of people. Um, a lot of some of the more popular add-ons, uh, some firms have multiple. So it's not as many touch points as you would think. But yeah, there are times where uh, we have an add-on that we didn't know about or somebody just created one for a client and we had zero insight into that. And then an update goes out and something happens. Um, that's kind of the nature of the beast, really. It doesn't happen as much as you think. I mean, I would, I would, like you, yeah, I would have thought like, okay, all the time this is going to happen, especially as people are creating add-ons. And it really, um, you know, really doesn't. I mean, we try to be, we, we do a lot of internal testing to see what's going to be happening with, you know, with LearnDash and some of the more popular add-ons anyway. Uh, and, you know, very rarely, I think, more established um, plugins or themes, very rarely do they do really big, sweeping changes. Um, and before they do, they let people know. So actually, we're, we're on the cusp of doing that. And so it will be one of the biggest changes we've made really since um, a couple of years ago. So, it, you know, we always make sure that we give people ample time <laughs> that, <laughs> that things are going to be changing and stuff is coming. So excellent. Do you know when that's going to be for us? What we can look forward to? Oh, man, I the <laughs> Every time I give timelines, I'm, I'm, I'm made a liar because it just doesn't work out that way. But it's going to happen this quarter for sure. We're aiming for this fall. Um, it's almost done and for the initial um, beta testing, I guess, uh, phase of it. But it's going to be... Um, it's going to be something else. It's going to really change the traje trajectory, I think, of the entire WordPress LMS space. Excellent. I am so looking forward to uh, getting to see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan, do you have some questions? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Kim. Um, Justin, you know, have you been tempted to maybe go down the kind of hybrid model where not only have you got the plug-in, but you've also got a, a full-fledged SaaS solution as well? That has come up a few times. Um, it's super complicated. When we first looked into that, this was back in 2014, actually, um, when we were first kind of looking at what that would look like, it it's hard to, in my mind, it's really hard to say to people, okay, we have a plugin and now you can either get that or you can sign up for a SaaS and it's the same thing. Um, there has to be some kind of differentiator or a more narrow focus in what that SaaS is going to be. Uh, so just simply putting LearnDash on a hosted SaaS platform. Um, I personally think that's a hard sell. The um, it's also technically a lot more challenging than people <laughs> people think. It sounds it sounds like a great idea and like it'd be easy to do, but uh, it, when you kind of peel open the layers of the onion, it's like wow, this is this is super complex. The other reason, Jonathan, I don't think we are going to be hosting LearnDash anytime soon is it changes 
our, our marketplace. Uh, we become direct competitors with extremely well-funded, you know, VC-funded platforms like Teachable or Thinkific and things like that. Right now, we do get comforts from them uh, because of the fact almost they are a SaaS um, people don't want to be spending month over month on these platforms and they come to us. So it, in some ways, it's a differentiator. With that said, we do have our eye on uh, the SaaS space in, in different capacities. So uh, we will try to enter that market, but it's not going to be like a, a standing up of LearnDash on a, on a SaaS platform. Oh, yeah, I can fully understand the technical and also um, the marketing um, complexity that you, you would face um, so when you when you started learn dash um, how did you get that first hundred clients um, what were some of the things or um, was it reasonably easy to get that first hundred clients maybe you can go back in time and give us some insights about that Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, so I mentioned in 2012 of March or March 2012, we st I started blogging and I was blogging about the concept of LearnDash WordPress learning management system. Uh, but I also was just blogging about e-learning and I had a little sign up, you know, at the top of the page, one of those bars, just like enter your email to know when we've launched. And that was part of the validation because we started getting a lot of people signing up. I was like, wow, this is a, these people are like really interested in a WordPress learning management system. So that was kind of the validation when we decided my wife and I to get this built. But when we were launching, um, you know, it was, uh, we did a competition before we launched where we had people. Um, and this was like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I think I read somewhere after the fact that this is something people do, but I just kind of thought about, I thought about like, this might be a good idea. So I, we had a competition beforehand. This is in maybe November, December, 2012, where people would blog about what they're excited about, about LearnDash or about this WordPress LMS that was coming out. And it just, you know, they would submit this entry to us and then we would use a randomizer and pick a few winners. So the winners got, um, the winners got free version or a free copy of learn dash and we um you know we did that and so the, the cool thing about this was people were blogging about it so we were building up a little buzz that way um and then they would submit these articles and so now we had these articles and we we got the three winners and we awarded the awarded the uh software to them and then like one week before the launch i had this list of people that i knew were really interested so i wrote them and gave them an insane discount on it so I said, hey, you guys, thanks so much for doing this. As a thank you, you can purchase uh, LearnDash for this extremely discounted price. I think it was like $29. It was crazy. And then uh, nearly everybody snapped it up. So we started like making money before we even launched. And then we launched to this list that we had built up over the past you know, 10 to 12 months or whatever it was, 10 months. And um, you know, sales started coming in. So really, we were profitable from day one, and we just kept uh, used that launch as a momentum. Now, it wasn't like the most massive launch in the world, but it was successful in our eyes, and it gave us um, people talking about it. It got the buzz and the community going, and then uh, I think in any product space, when uh, there's an excitement enough to initial launch, then people kind of test it out and see if it's really worth, its, uh, you know, worth the hype, and so you see kind of a little bit of a dip, and then if, if you've done it right, then the response is going to go up and then people are going to tell others about it and, you know, you can carry that momentum. So we had a nice, uh, nice launch, nice momentum, 
got a little bit of a dip and this is all before I left my consulting career naturally. <laughs> and then, uh, and then once people are like, yep, they got it, they're doing it right. We started, we, you know, we started seeing the, the trajectory that we've been on since. Oh, I think that's fantastic insight. So just to quickly recap, um, I think these are the, these are the main stages that you've described is that through your blogging activity um, in the area of e-learning uh, and building a list from that activity, you pre-identified um, some uh, possible customers beforehand. Um, through a competition, you um, produced some articles, some buzz, um, and by offering a substantial discount to those subscribers on your list who had pre-identified a reasonable level of interest in the product, you, you got your first um, version out to those users. Yeah, that's, that's about it in a nutshell. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't rocket science by any means. <laughs> no, um, but very uh, a great way of launching a product, Justin. I'll give you full marks. Um, when it comes to learning management systems, you know, you, obviously you and your team have now got a lot of experience. What are some of the fundamental mistakes you see people making trying to use a learning management system? Are there any kind of regular things that you see that you could kind of give some insights to our listeners, viewers? Yeah, and this is probably applicable to out, you know areas outside of LearnDash as well. But one of the things that I see, just as I keep my finger on the pulse of um, of our you know support inquiries coming in, is people will get LearnDash or, and then set up their learning program because they have a goal of selling courses. They want to sell their knowledge, which is great. A lot of people do that successfully. But uh, the the issue that they run into is they get their course content set up. And they install WooCommerce and what have you. And then they just, they, it's like they don't, there's no QA testing. They, they don't act like a customer coming to purchase the course, getting enrolled in the course, making sure that's happening because you just, you know, you have to make sure the settings are right. And sometimes you don't have the settings right. And so we'll get, you know, our support team will get uh, inquiries from people that are frustrated because now they have customers, but they can't access the course and, uh, you know, all, whatever the case may be. And it's because there was no QA testing. It's, I understand the excitement to get the course out and the excitement to make money and build a business. I believe me, I understand that, but you need to put in the testing to make sure it's going to work. Otherwise, if people have a negative first experience because you didn't do that, then uh, you know, they're not going to tell others about it and you're going to lose momentum on your launch. Just make sure everything works, have family members go through it. And so it makes sense. You know, if, if they're not as technically um, savvy as you have them go through purchase your course and, and access the course as a user, make sure that everything is, there's no hiccups there and, and solve the ones that are. So that would be probably, uh, that would solve so many issues for people. They just took a step back and settled down and, uh, you know, tempered the excitement a little bit to make sure that, you know, everything was working properly before they just went off and running. I think that's, that's really some very insightful. Um, I, I'm going to throw it back to my co-host Kim and, um, let Kim ask a couple of questions before we um, we wrap up. Back to you, Kim. Great. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, and funny, I, I love that you said that, Justin, as your last one. It was actually a, a core part of a talk I did at WordCamp this last weekend. Only okay. that was specifically for membership sites. But I told everyone, this applies to online courses too, guys. So 
key points. Test, 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 and not with techie people, with your end users level of audience. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm probably going to botch the name of the company. So, but I think if you went to Google, you could find it. But there's like a company that's like usertesting.com or usertesters.com or something like that. And you you pay, I don't know how much, it's not terribly expensive, but they will test your process for you. So, you know, whatever it may be that you can, you can choose like how many people you want to go through it. So maybe like you get 10 random people to go through and then they provide feedback like, Hey, this was confusing or this didn't work the way I expected. And then you're getting really, um, you know, unbiased uh, feedback from people that, you know, before you even launch. That's a smart one. I, I, there's a couple of those and we'll look for them and put them in the show notes because I do know what you, I've seen a few of those. Now, since you don't have a SaaS type product where I can just log in and do it uh, like a Thinkific or a Teachable, and I certainly understand why you don't necessarily want to compete in that market. Do you have a consulting type side where you have it done for you, where you will install it for them, or do you not have that? We don't, but we have people that we refer people to if they want it. So there's a few firms that have that offer this in a range of prices, depending on what you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are options out there, but we don't do that in-house. Okay. So, but you do it more like maybe like Woo does where they've got kind of their certified Woo installers, consultants type thing that you refer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few firms that have um, done a, a number of LearnDash related projects that we feel comfortable in, in pointing people to. Great. And I think we're just about to uh, time to wrap up. So I do want to make sure we all talk about who we are, how we get in touch with everybody. So uh, Justin, tell us how people can get in touch with you, please. Sure. If anyone's interested in creating online courses or setting up a learning program in WordPress, just go to learndash.com and the contact uh, page and let us know what it is you're thinking. Be happy to talk about it with you. If you want to reach out to me directly, uh, probably Twitter would be the easiest way. It's uh, just Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Justin Fairman. And uh, if you want to email me direct, it's justin at learndash.com. Thank you. And we will have all these links in the show notes, guys, that you'll be able to find at wptonic.com. Jonathan, how can people get in hold, excuse me, get in touch with you? Oh, it's really easy, folks. Um, you can either email me at Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at wp-tonic.com. We um, specialize in WooCommerce support and general WordPress and membership site support. Um, you can get us get me on Twitter, at Jonathan Denwood. Um, that's D-E-N-W-W-O-D. But all that information is on the website. And if you just put WP Tonic, um, a ton of stuff will come up. Um, back to you, Kim. Thank you. You can find me. Uh, you can tweet at, find me on Twitter at Kim Shivler or online. You can find me at whitegloveWebTraining.com and HowToBuildAnOnlineCourse.com. Thanks for tuning in this week. We look forward to seeing you again uh, on our Friday roundtable this coming Friday and next Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.